Hey everybody, welcome to this very first episode of Electrofans Pro Talk. I'm your host, Kevin Pajak. This is going to be a series of interviews and think tank discussions with movers and shakers from around the electronic music world. Producers, DJs, label heads, promoters, and event organizers. We are delighted to have as our very first guest, LA singer-songwriter Elsie. Elsie's music covers a nice array of styles, ranging from folk, electro, to dance pop. She's been called eclectic, and new bohemian and her music evokes the artistic pathway of the life journey she's taken so far expressed through words melodies and song her debut album wanderer was released on new year's day of this year elsie welcome to pro talk thanks for joining us today thanks so much kevin yeah thanks for having me and uh yeah i really like that intro that that was a surprise (laughs) but you hit it spot on our guest number one okay first question jumping right in Tell us about how you got started making music. Did you have any formal training uh, or come from a musical family, anything like that? Yes, so I, this is this is a good one. Like thinking back, I've, I've always been singing um, and I, I started writing songs probably when I was in my teenage years. But uh, yeah, I, I would say, I would say I come from a musical family, not, you know, necessarily professionally or anything like that, but um, yeah, I remember, so so I, I really got started, you know, when I was young, there's there's like recordings of me singing, you know, all the time. And, and actually I think the Disney, um, Disney was like a big part. Oh, really? <laughs> of, yeah, wow. exactly, of, of me. Like I, I had the sing-along tapes and I would just like play them over and over again um, ad nauseum. And That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually reminiscing with my family the other day about it. And they were like, oh man, we kind of regretted getting you those. But um, any, yeah. Any so, ones in particular, Disney name titles? I mean, all of them. I mean, actually, this is really funny. I've been like singing songs from Mulan. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I keep singing, there's the one um, that's like, I'll make a man out of you. I have no idea why, but I just will go around singing lyrics from that. So, so like how old were you here when you think you started singing I, Disney stuff? I mean, yeah, I grew up in like the prime Disney era in the 90s. So um, yeah, it must have been like four or five or oh, so. Oh, wow. Really young. Yeah, <laughs> really young. So that's like where it all started. Um, and then, yeah, my parents would play... We, we did a lot of road trips, so that was also where I was just, like, constantly singing. Celine Dion was, like, a big one, too. Oh, wow. um, so definitely, like, some big female vocal vocalists. Um, yeah. Power singers, huh? Power singers. Power singers, totally, totally. And then, and then again, like, in my teenage years, I just, yeah, for some reason, like, I can't even really pinpoint exactly when it happened, but I just, I just, like, became obsessed with music and I sort of like deep down knew I was going to do it. And I, uh, you know, again, being in a, growing up in an Asian household and actually this is AAPI month. So it's perfect. Um, yeah, growing up right. in an Asian household. Yeah. I mean, 
parents have always been like supportive in general, um, but definitely still very much like you're going to get a, a job that's like you're going to pursue the academic like path. And then, you know what I mean? And, yeah. um, and music is not necessarily at least at the time um, and still today. Uh, I do think that there's a lot of things in the industry that have opened up possibilities. Um, and that's actually probably why now um, I've really started to, to pursue this. But um yeah so you know i going back to your question like how i got into it i yeah i just started like uh you know writing and um over the years i think songwriting has really become the uh, the outlet and medium that i actually connect most to so i started out as a singer and then i really started writing and like i listened to so many different types of music and definitely like electronic music dance music I think like in the 2000s, like just like the huge boon um, in in electronic music, like there's there's definitely some tracks that um, really inspire me. I think that's the great thing. And there's always like a female vocal that's just like, yeah, so that that's that's something, too, that I um, I really am actually currently working on. Um, and then a lot of my other stuff as well as I would say it's kind of like indie pop. Um, with some influences, as you mentioned, in like R&B and folk and whatnot. So I just grew up listening to so many things. And it's really like how I process things. And like, you know, um, you listen to you know an album over and over and over again. And, and I really think that um, a lot of learning music and learning how to make music is like someone actually a friend told me this once they said, like, good singers are actually good listeners. Um, and so I, I definitely feel that way because I, you know, I'm. I, I wouldn't say that I was like a voracious cons like I definitely know people who are like, you know, like the connoisseurs, the people who just like know every single like eclectic band and listen to all of them. Cause for yeah. me that's like overload, like that's too much. Yeah. So I really like to um explore, but also like really like get deep into, you know, a specific artist or whatnot um that I'm I'm hmm. listening to at the time. So you've always been kind of <clears throat> your musical background taste and influences have always been kind of wide range of styles since you're a kid, huh? I guess. Huh? Yeah. That's cool. Definitely. Yeah. Which is actually my next question. So who would you say are some of your main uh, musical influences as an, as an artist? Yeah. So I would say I'm probably actually in the last like 10 years or so, or more of like the people that I, um, that I just like really latched on to. So I would say like um, there's this artist, uh, Ma, she's a Danish artist and she, uh, she like her big, her big song was lean on with, um, Diplo and, uh, I can't remember who else was in that, but it was Diplo. Um, so that was like a huge one, but like before that, even, um, I had been introduced to like her first album and I just completely love it. So a lot of like, um, Nordics actually, um, and, and actually it's funny, a lot of the, the record that I just put out, I worked on with friends in Sweden. So I really mm -hmm. love that sound. Um, and then another artist, actually Ellie based, her name is Banks. So she's got more of like mm -hmm. that R and B soul kind of vibe, but she also worked with a bunch of producers like here and also in London who kind of have like there's got there's like this gritty synthy kind of um dark pop vibe um which i have a song called shadow that's kind of in that in that style as well so i'd say definitely her stuff has been a huge influence um yeah and like uh and in terms of 
actually there's there's another there's a dance artist i absolutely love um and one day if you're if you ever watch this but um elderbrook um i don't know if you know elderbrook but he he like did a um i think his big one his big break potentially was like this song called coca-cola or, or with cola not coca-cola but cola <laughs> wow, um and it was um maybe it was coca-cola but it was with uh camel fat and Okay. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, but his, but Elderbrook's like other stuff. It's just like really, really vibey. Um, and so in some of the, I have like one track that's kind of dancey and I, I definitely drew from that. Um, and then, yeah, there's like folk bands, like there's this one called the head and the heart, uh, that I really love. Um, yeah, I can definitely detect like a lot of folk influence from the music. We'll play a couple tracks for our elect fans, awesome. listeners a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, and so yeah. you, go ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are those are some definite like favorites. I think there's there's certainly going to be more. Oh, and another one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I draw inspiration from like a lot of people. Like even just like there's modern artists like Billie Eilish and okay. um, and like she's a good uh, singer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of only believe it or not, recently came across her. I'm like, wow, maybe I feel like all these pop people like, eh, maybe that's kind of a bias. But I'm like, she's she's got a good voice. So. <laughs> she definitely does and she has like the yeah there's something that i like when her when her music first came out and i i do think yeah there's definitely some artists too like i remember before she really put anything out i i don't know how i found her to be honest but it was when she had her stuff on soundcloud and it blew up on soundcloud um okay. and uh yeah it's it yeah her voice definitely grabbed me and then her first song was kind of more like just chill pop if you will like it okay. didn't sound like you know like bad guy or anything um and then like later when she put other stuff out it's yeah because i really love and that's a i i love kind of like edgy stuff and i've always loved this like it's you know and i think that's also another trend is like when an artist comes out everyone's like oh i gotta sound like the new hot thing yeah um, i've read that different interviews with a lot of different maybe like from the rock genre or other artists where they feel like pressured by their fans i feel like oh that if someone i've seen that in electronic stuff too where um that kind of ties in the the ugly massive you know famous topic of genre like oh if, if i'm gonna go like yeah. when tiesto goes deep house he's you know maybe people expect him to only be like you know edm and you know the whole topic of yeah changing but a lot of i think a lot for a lot of artists they like the freedom they don't want to be bound yeah. be constrained only always feeling like they have to really certain style and they kind of hope that their true fans will kind of evolve with them, however they want to, you know, spin their music. So, yeah, no, I'm really glad that you like called that out because that's, that's something too with, uh, you know, the album that I did put out, it's called Wanderer. Uh, yeah. And mm -hmm. before that, I mean, I had been writing music for a long time. That was something too, like, there's songs on there. One of the first songs I ever wrote is actually called Wanderer, which is the last track on the album. And that okay. um, that was probably like ten, at least 10 years ago that I wrote that song. Oh, um, wow. It's so, that old. I thought it was only yeah. a couple of years. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, I produced it. Uh, I started producing it a few years ago and then it was just like, and, and that's the thing, like with this album too, I, I really wanted to like, use it as my opportunity to learn how to produce and like really be able to call myself a producer. And so, um, hmm. that track was probably the first track I tried to produce. 
Um, and I sort of sat on it for, you know, a, a little over a year, maybe two years. <laughs> I think I've um, heard that from different artists where they've had yeah. maybe one of their biggest hits or some of their more popular songs. Like they've been actually been around for some time in their archives. Cause I think a lot of musicians, right. They just, you just like produce a bunch of stuff and maybe for different reasons, maybe production requirements, release schedules, et cetera. A lot of stuff maybe gets shelved, right? But maybe years yeah. later it pops out and maybe retooled and different effects and different arrangements. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, but maybe it's not been a new hit. It's been something that's been around for, for years, I guess, right? Totally. Yeah, totally. And that's that's something too. I mean, like these, I've had so many different ideas for different projects. And I think one thing, like back to, you know, the genre um, piece that we were talking about too, it's it's you know i i had trouble and and i think there's a lot of pressure for artists to like find their sound um and mm. like stick to that sound and like i think it's still something that i guess we're always exploring but i i i really wanted to put together a body of work that sort of encompassed like the full scope of um of music that i love and um and so that's what i that's what i endeavored to do and yeah, I actually had a couple other iterations with other songs. And then this just felt really organic. And I and I think you even put it in the intro. I, I love the perceptive um, like part where it really was like my story um, and this journey. Uh, and it's and evolving, right? I think that's the exactly. key thing artistically, right? It's, exactly. it's when people say, what's their sound? I think maybe it's a work, it's a whip, it's a work in progress, right? So. Exactly. Totally, totally, totally. So yeah, and and yeah, that question's always a tough one too. And people are like, what, who are you influenced by? I mean, the, the artists I mentioned yeah. are certainly like, I had like, I still, you know, there's, there's a playlist that I have on my Spotify and I think I put it, I think I called it like my soul fave, like soul S-O-U-L. Like mm -hmm. this is like these are the songs that speak to my soul and they're like my faves wow. of all time because like I will listen like there's songs that I fall in love with right and they're great in that moment and then they're not necessarily for my life not to say the songs are bad because I will go back to them and be like this was such a great song but it doesn't relate to me in the same way that some of these other ones do and they're like really timeless and I even find that with my own music you know and I think that's why sometimes sure. artists will like write a song and then like it, it's shelved and then they go back to it and some of them they're like oh gosh <laughs> but it's also so authentic and honest to like whatever moment it is that they were going through when they wrote it but some of them they go back and they're like oh my gosh this is amazing i need to like dig it out again and and so it is a little bit of a like does it pass the test of being timeless to you you read in my mind i was just gonna say that's the yeah. thing but you know i yeah. think it's fine you can create different stuff and offer it up maybe different remixes totally. of stuff and you know doesn't necessarily have to be a linear time-bound thing i think right in terms of like your music and you can move i think that's you know as creatives i think we're used to fluidity and you know and i think a lot of times like as people like for example like with electrofans it's like kind of from the beginning my goal was sort of to have it cover all genres and i know the name of the website and community networks called electro fans but at first, probably people are like, well, what, what the hell is it? What is it? Is electro? And I really was like very progressive house heavy, and I'm started getting more now into more like uh, mainstream EDM stuff and also a lot of techno stuff. But it's sort of like electro fans, meaning it's short for electronic music fans or whatever's good and cool and you know, and our own unique following. And it's sort of like I think for producers too, right? And musicians, it's like yeah. you sort of evolve, and your true real fans will kind of be interested in you your unique content as you go, you know, so. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I think it's more about the, the story, at least for me, like I, I love, you know, any, any form of 
media. Like it's, it's really about the story and the way yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I really think that consumers, yeah, of course you have different preferences for depending on the mood you're in. Like I think moods, mm-hmm. um, which actually is a little like, that's kind of the next project that I'm working on actually is probably more of a series of VPs that are like moods. So oh, that's going to be interesting to check out. Yeah. 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 Check that out. Yep, that's that's like another one. This is like how I start all my huh. projects to like get like a collection of songs, and it's got that. I'm a very big theme concept person, so okay. that's like how I really get started. Because after I finished uh, the album in January, I was sort of like stuck for like a couple months, just being like, "What do I do?" I've heard <laughs> that from a lot of uh, producers too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, like. Totally. You feel like you did this great production and where can I go from here? Is that sort of the thing you're thinking? That's exactly what it, yeah. And uh-huh. you know, I, I had, again, back to the idea of like, I had different ideas for albums and I have songs that may never see the light of day and I'm okay with that yeah, now. Exactly. Like, yeah, and, and so like I had a whole second album um, after Wander that was going to be like part oh, really? two. And then I was like, you know what? I am not feeling that. Like it felt very much like hmm. it was in the same time if it makes sense it i would have put out something that's like the same not the same as wander but like in the same mindset or like the same um energy if that makes sense so do you feel like the second one was maybe too similar in musical tone first one just to be to be follow up uh on the flip side of that so so soon after that is it sort of yeah because like again there's some songs on there that are from like the really early early days and not to say that i wouldn't ever put that out again like i could totally do that but after going through that album process i was like you know what sounds more that what sounds like more manageable is like an ep (laughs) as opposed to like a whole other album that is like similar in like uh you know it it was kind of just like a a sequel um in a way and we always we all know that the sequel is never as good as the um the first the first uh version so i sort of was like you know what like one day maybe some maybe it'll exist but yeah i think it's just sort of that's the process um and yeah i'm always yeah as we said too earlier yeah you kind of want to i feel like you kind of want to strike a balance between pushing things forward and production schedule and also kind of shooting from the hip off the cuff like doing what you feel like the vibe definitely for sure yeah yeah totally yeah, so we we kind of touched on this earlier. Like, so speaking of wanderer, you've you've actually been a wanderer around Europe, right? Yourself, yes. so um, yeah. and that was performing too, right? As well, like uh, musically. So tell us a little bit of what it was like uh, your experience, like traveling around Europe and as a singer and songwriter there too. Yeah, yeah. So so this is, um, I guess, there's a little context for it too. Like I, so I, you know. Uh, about a few years ago, I left the corporate world. So yeah, I kind of, as a follow-up to earlier, like I, you know, did the did the thing that my family was very happy with, which was like going and getting a degree and getting a job yeah. and all that. I think the there's stable probably, route, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that there. I actually think that now, especially, there's a lot of people, and I, I've been on a couple of conversations with like AAPI, like Asian Americans in music specifically and a lot of them have the same story which is like Mm -hmm. oh i kind of did this and then i was like no i really actually am passionate about music and Mm -hmm. um and so now i think again things are opening up for that which is really exciting and and also like there's a lot of outlets kind of that are highlighting which is you know definitely grateful for um but yeah so i I left that i was actually working on the music business side so i was still in music but i was like 
um, on the industry side. And I, I basically just decided I had to, um, I had to like give it a go and like leave the corporate side and just focus on my, my music. And so I went, uh, to Europe, uh, as you mentioned, and went to Sweden specifically for a lot of the, um, you know, just working on songs. Um, and some of those ended up becoming my singles, which then ended up on the album. Um, but during that time, so I was kind of like on and off, um, in Europe for about like a year and a half, maybe two years. Um, and we did a little tour there. So I actually also started managing, um, one of my friends who's a, a dance artist, um, vocalist mainly, but also like just, yeah, huge, huge, like, um, like, I don't know exactly what he, yeah, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna butcher like his taste in music, but, um, but yeah, I, I really, uh, you know, there was, there was a lot of, um, yeah, just exploring. And I, I think that especially in Europe, the community is so open, the music community, the dance community, um, and and so we figured and he's actually based um he's like american but he he's also based in berlin technically so sorry so um, your um the your european ex, uh, excursion was that uh as the manager for for this artist you mentioned like a year like a european tour sort of thing was it or yeah yeah okay. well we we put together our own little european tour so what we did is okay. you know he's, an, he's independent okay. he was signed mm-hmm. to a label before and then became independent Um, So I sort of met him during that time, actually at um, a festival called Sonar in Barcelona. And I really love Sonar. It's awesome. So we met there and then we were both in in Stockholm for a while as well. So we just became friends and I started helping him out. Uh, And and then we were like, we should do a little tour. Like, let's book some shows in Europe. And so we ended up. So you actually met him while you you were in Europe. Yeah. Picked up a little tour oh, thing around Europe as, as manager. Yep. For, okay. Wow. Yep. That, that's wild. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a pretty wild story. And cool, like, yeah. I mean, we actually had a mutual friend too. So it's like, I had okay. heard of him before, but we met and then okay. yeah, serendipity. Great. That's what life, life is. Yeah. Always, there's always these moments. Right. So sure. um, yeah. So we ended up like booking some shows and you know, they weren't like massive shows, but we definitely got our, our chops in like, you know, setting up, we had to like do a bunch of coordination, um, did a lot of outreach, like ended up playing in like, uh, where were we? We went to Amsterdam and did something there. We did um, obviously in Sweden and Stockholm. Uh, Ireland was probably my favorite in Dublin. Yeah, I think I saw that too. Yeah. 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 And then I ended up getting him booked to uh, a gig at um, Ministry of Sound in London. Oh man, the grail. One of the if not yeah. the holy grail for like it, a lot of it, yeah it was definitely wow. special it's amazing really my god yeah <laughs> so is he is he actually i know you're a singer and songwriter is he a, a yeah. singer as well or is he a yeah. producer dj or? exactly he's like all of the above like he, oh, all he the above. he's got like this whole yeah that's like oh. a whole other pro talk <laughs> yeah with, oh um, i know there's so many i mean we, <laughs> there's probably we could do follow-ups too i know it's just totally. sort of like it's tough to pare down like topics and like for like you know interview one interview at a time yeah <laughs> exactly. i know right it's like there's so much yeah exactly so so yeah he i mean he does uh-huh. it all he, he he dj'd that night um okay ministry of sound yeah ministry yeah ministry of sound wow. just, yeah 
So, so what was that, what was that night like? Did you get, were you singing up there as well for this? No, this so show? yeah, this was like this is purely his gig um, that I booked. But like the other shows, wow. what happened is like we would we were both on the bill, um, okay. and so it just like kind of worked out that way, and um, so much fun. Like I I really I think I kind of like in a way put the cart before the horse because like I hadn't put anything out yet at that point. Like that was like my intention okay. with traveling there in the first place was never like, you know, it was always just to see what, what's, what would happen. Um, and I actually also, oh. when I was out there, I ended up uh, stumbling upon a writing camp that was, um, you know, there was a group from Singapore in Sweden and like, I ended up oh writing God. a song that was like in Chinese and English. Yeah. So this is, oh, and then, yeah. Holy so this shit. so going to like, Fast forwarding to today, wow. we literally yesterday put out um, a remix of a track that we did together. So this artist, like we ended up collaborating on a track called um, Lottery. And oh, that's, yeah, we're uh, going to we're going to play a little clip of that a little amazing. later, too. I think that's how I first came to know your music, too. And I was like, yeah. And by the way, we'll get we'll jump ahead of this. But yeah, lot. So you guys, so Lottery was um, featured on uh lead off track on electrofence soundscape six like our podcast from a couple months ago yeah lead off track i was like as soon as i heard that i'm like okay, this is uh, this lead off track material so her collab with uh producer um origin story was it um yeah we'll, co we'll cover that in a little bit yeah yeah yep. so just so back to the so you went went to europe you met a uh, producer and kind of became his manager and then you find a writing camp and this was just all at the same time. And this is also when you're just sort of in effect, sort of just starting to get wrapped up with your singing songwriting career, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds that was really mind blowing. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I pretty much, yeah. Cause I, I've been working on music and like, uh, I, I'm like the type of person who tends to like put everything, like, I don't just, I mean, I do, obviously I do everything for fun. Like I love it, but I also tend to like, be like no if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it right and um and so it was just it was just too much at the time I I hadn't really like had the chance to like really learn and and deep dive and you know I I had um I guess like everything at that point had sort of led me to being in LA like I was going into a studio to sort of just like help out and not not as a creative um, but again, you learn a lot. So I was just absorbing this whole time, but I, I didn't really find a space where I was like collaborating to the, to the level. And I still think that that's something, you know, now that we're in a remote environment, we do the best we can. And, and that's actually something I'm working on this year was, uh, this year, I really wanted to just like try and collaborate as much, um, as possible. And right now I'm back to like working in a corporate gig. Um, but I found that that actually, you know, I had let that two years to like really get set up and make something I was proud of and put it out. And then um, this whole past year was just like getting the album together. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like it, Showtime, it, right? <laughs> it's exactly, exactly. So it's always, it's always a balancing act, but um, yeah. And now I'm actually really uh, collaborating a lot with, with dance producers yeah um, we're gonna get to that too and can't yeah, wait to uh yeah. so yeah actually our next question is uh so who who would you say are some of your favorite artists you've been listening to lately which could include you know either dance or edm or i know you're also into big like soul and pop stuff as well so you mentioned billy eilish so who else are some of the artists and uh people you've been listening to and digging lately 
Yeah. So, okay. Lately. Oh man, this is tough because I think that everybody in the yeah. pandemic, it's tough because yeah, I, there's so many, it's like for me, like <laughs> someone recently asked me like, what would be, she was doing a project like, um, and where everyone goes around the world and says like, uh, you know, a track that's, I'm like, it could be a hundred or maybe a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people that are listening to this right now are probably thinking the same thing. How do you even yeah. work that down? It's like, yeah, I, you know, I've been you know, going back. Thousand, <laughs> yeah. I've been going back to like throwbacks. That's the thing too. Like, I, I don't, I don't really listen to that much new. It's really bad. Like I, 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 I guess now that I'm making music, it's, I, I obviously am like hearing stuff, but I'm not in the same way, like I described before, I'm like listening, listening. Um, I hear you, I, yeah. It's different when you're working yeah. behind the scene in the music kind Definitely. of business. Like you're, you're listening, you're, you're listening in a different way. It's like you have to have your own time and space to really, it's, you listen with a different ear, I think, when you're more in, I, I know what you mean, yeah. Then like you're totally. just on your own, you're totally. like chilling, yeah. vegging out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, as an example, I was like, I was, I was, I was like just playing, um, you know the song it's called like listen to your heart super old okay and i can't remember who it's like listen to your heart when he's calling for you like that song so old so cheesy and i think it was a (laughs) swedish swedish duo that did it like way 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 back when but it was like big when i was when i was like 10 or something um but things like i just i don't know i'm starting to get like super nostalgic um and i know a lot of tracks that are coming out are like very very 80s inspired um but the 80s just doesn't go away the whole synth wave thing it's amazing like a lot of people are like 20 year olds and like they were born 20 years later it's like exactly yeah yeah it's good good stuff then yeah yeah no and I'm, i'm listening you know there's there's a lot of um artists too through like commute like just independent artists like myself um and then there's like i'm trying to think of uh i'm like maybe i should just open my spotify and get, <laughs> I'm literally opening my spotify because i can't oh no worries remember. yeah I mean, you kind of you kind of mentioned <laughs> a couple yeah we can actually maybe yeah you know, move on to i mean i think yeah. yeah there's so many you mentioned a lot of which to me i mean i feel like i have a lot of maybe eclectic taste but to me were some esoteric names like some danish swedish producers that maybe i've not heard of yeah so yeah it sounds like probably you mentioned celine dion too even well that's not maybe currently maybe when you're a kid but it's yeah. interesting that you're in the disney though that's 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 <laughs> oh yeah cool. that's that's how it, that's how it all started um with disney yeah. and i hear you too like when you're when you're doing this stuff for your own like me as elect fans i'm listening to things maybe with an ear for like what would i include in elect fans podcast or mix um you know we do the selection of the week um it's different than you doing it listening with your ear uh personally yeah so yeah. i hear you there's like so many yeah, yeah. Uh, actually though maybe switching gears a little bit so maybe you could tell us a little bit about your approach to to songwriting sort of changing gears a bit yeah no that's that's great yeah that is something too that i um i, I don't know if it's really i think it maybe is going through a process of shifting a little bit now but i always start with um like off of a computer um okay. and so and that's something too that i yeah because again I've, I've started learning to produce um and now i did produce so i i need to call myself a producer and just like mm-hmm. have it be a thing but um i okay. in my songwriting process it is like a lot of the times it's like i am feeling a certain way 
Um, and then I'll sit down. Usually I'm sitting down at a piano or sometimes, you know, you can see there's like a guitar in the background that way. Yeah. I've seen your, uh, some of your live clips on like Instagram where you just pick up yeah. the guitar and start singing. That's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely like have a different vibe depending on what the instrument is. Um, but a lot of things are just like, I've got the chords that I'll, I'll go to and like, I just sort of like feel it, you know, it, it's not really, I don't. I think that's the thing like in every other aspect of my life i'm like thinking and this is like the one thing where i don't um and mm. i just and that's why it's like a decompressing it's like how i process you know it's it's like meditative for me like this whole experience is pretty meditative sometimes it's definitely thought provoked like i would say there's two main ways that i write one is like what i just described and the other is um i'll just be like in thought and then something catches um, or like, I'll, I'll like be thinking about something and I'll sing it out. And then I'm like, Ooh, that's a great oh, lyric wow. that happened to me this morning. Like, it's just, there's, okay. there's always constant. I always think that I'm like catching moments. Um, so it's, it's very much like not pre-planned. Like do you I'm record the, the recordings yes. of that too? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. This like nice. here in my, um, memo voice memo, in my, yeah. yeah, voice memos, memo. my voice memos are like, I do that too for electrophones too. Literally, like I wrote, started the first kind of substantive few questions for one of my next guests who we should be having on, you know, within the next few weeks. As I was walking down by the beach, I like type. I feel like in the past, maybe I've done some like some pretty nice work, like you know, just like walking around typing on my phone. You know, of course, obviously you want to look around where you you're walking typing. But yeah, oh no, I. But you want to catch it. The point is, yeah, here you want to catch it. (laughs) When the when the moment strikes out like something else, but yeah. when the moment no, starts, no, I remember because I, I used to live it, in New yeah. York. Speaking of like walking on the on the street, oh my god, yeah, like I used oh, to live yeah. in New York, and I would like be walking to yeah. work, and I was like, oh, and then I would just like, but you obviously yeah. have to pay attention, so it was like this whole sure. yeah, this whole thing. So yeah, I I, I think that because my mind's just like always going on, so like I'll have an idea, and sometimes right then and there I'm building it out. There's a lot of times that I'll just sit down at the piano and it's just like, there's the whole song, like pretty much the whole song is built out. And other times it's more of like, uh, you know, there's certain songs for sure that I struggle <laughs> to like get a few lines written. So there's definitely that, but I love the whole process. Um, and then when the song's done, so I'll usually have like the whole thing in like an acoustic version, if you will done uh and from there that's really when i have to figure out um a lot of the times when i'm writing i have an idea of what the production should sound like and how i want it to feel and everything like with my song fast life for example like i knew i wanted it to be like 80 synth and i knew that the 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 bass line had to be like do 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 so i did a demo like this is when i again was like learning how to produce so i i did a demo where i just kind of did that with a synth and i sent that to um, my friend in Sweden, um, Carl, who's amazing. I love him and he's such a great, um, great producer. And I like definitely trust him with like whatever vision I have. So, um, so yeah, I sent that over and then he like just made it really magical. So that definitely is part of it. And then certain other songs I ended up producing fully, which is kind of a similar process where I like you know put in my ideas and stuff and then i'm the one who like develops it out um so yeah so it's sort of a combination of catching like snippets and maybe picking up later and and other times you actually sit down and kind of bust out a whole song at one clip huh yeah yeah for sure you have an idea for 
some of yeah. those on the fly too. Yeah. So like for totally, Fast totally. Life, let's actually take a listen to uh, Fast Life right now. Just yeah, let's do it. Peek here. Let's see what we got. So this is Elsie, uh, Fast Life, the uh, radio edit. You can, yeah, definitely hear the 80s synth wave. Oh, intro I don't. Already. Oh, now I hear it. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't hear anything. Yeah. Oh, it is coming a little choppy through. Oh, is it? Okay. Hmm. No, this is this is Zoom. <laughs> so, so it's a bit choppy. Yeah. Sorry if the audio is a bit choppy, guys, but sure you guys can hear a clip of it. Yeah. Yeah, what are we doing here anyways? It's like, it was kind of a joke when I said it, but then I was like, nope, very, very crucial in the song. <laughs> yeah, you know, the first time I heard that on, when I was checking on SoundCloud, it, I don't know, it kind of even reminded me of, I guess, I don't know if I want to say country, but maybe even a little bit of like oh, yeah. country vocal style. Actually, that's kind of a freaking wild juxtaposition if you think about, it. you know, country possibly influence vocals with an 80s synth wave yeah 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 totally yeah there's definitely like, there's like it's so weird because like that's another thing country is i don't again when i was younger i actually think i did listen to more country like um who who uh faith hill another great mm -hmm. vocalist yeah. like shania twain and stuff not a lot again like i i i uh i don't know i just like pick up i can like listen to something and then it like is you know part of it's part of the psyche now and it influences but like yeah it was funny because like when I did that song and then there's a, a couple other songs on my record and I was like am I becoming a country artist really I, yeah I, I definitely like country, have like country yeah. stylings in my vocals but yeah mm -hmm. country oh, folk her. I feel like there can be some overlap and blend and yeah I mean I like I don't, personally I don't really maybe care for the newer stuff so much but some of the older like American yeah. country is Willie Nelson is awesome. And some of that mm -hmm. stuff, and maybe some of that stuff is where, you know, you can get some fusion of country and. Definitely. Folk and yeah. yeah. I think it's awesome that you, from the get go, since you're a kid, we're always into, you know, the pan. I'm always about pan genre. Like, like I say, electric fans is all about, it's all about it. Every, anything and everything conceivably, whether it's deep house uh, vocals, um, mm -hmm. You know, I like that. If it's good, it's good. You know, if it's cool, it's, you know, variety's good, I feel like. So there's an influence. Yeah. So, yeah. So speaking of your um, career as an artist, so could you maybe, maybe this is going to be a really tough, like $10,000 question here, but maybe briefly describe your evolution as an artist so far. Yeah, no, I, that that's a good question. Cause like, it's, um, I, I pretty much went from like closeted, <laughs> um singer writer I mean like I I had opportunities to sing when I was a bedroom singer you know, type thing yeah I mean I, I don't know I guess I was a bedroom singer for a long time and like writer and but I didn't again everything was like analog if you will like I wasn't trying when I was in when I was a teenager I, I didn't even really I just kind of always assumed I think at that time too it was very much more of 
you know, you get signed and you get into a room with a producer and then you, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like, I will learn how to produce, um, which changed a lot, I think in, um, in sort of like my twenties, but like, I, uh, yeah, I, um, I started off again, not really sharing the, the music I was writing. I, I did sing, I would, I was in like singing groups. Like I, I was in like this band as well when I was in business school. So I was like, I was performing. Um, and so that's why I really like fell in love with performing. Cause I actually really love to perform. Yeah. It um, seems like even when you do like your, um, you know, like short Instagram, like clips that you really, that's the, yeah. And it, it shows too, like if people have passion and love for what they do and the genuineness, authenticity yeah, and the performance. That's yeah. great that you, I think it shows, comes across to that. You really uh, dig the performance aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And that's, that's like, you know, and now that we're, things are opening, we were talking about this before. The yeah. Yeah. Like, when do I, and, and even like my performance, I want that to evolve because right now it's a lot of me and a guitar because I'm used to, you know, I can do an acoustic performance um, or me in a piano. Um, so, you know, my dream is to be able to work the like, you know, all the gear, have all the gear around, like do the synth kind of like live performance with like, you know, the mic here and like, you know, looping and stuff. Like I, I really mm -hmm. love that as well. Like imaging um, heap or something maybe, right? Like yeah, totally. Wild. I love an imaging. I saw her, I saw her yeah. live when she was doing her so funny too because she like came out of tour hibernation if you will and then was doing a tour and then thankfully that was before the pandemic but in any case yeah i saw her kind of um before that all <laughs> that all happened but yeah. yeah so that's you know that's a big part and then i um you know with this album i think this was like the best first project for me to put out because it was just very organic very authentic and i didn't put any pressure on it to to you know have huge commercial success. I just wanted it to be mm -hmm. something that I was proud of at the time. And, um, and so now as I'm evolving, it's, you know, and I think I mentioned like I'm working a lot more on dance music just cause I love it. I think it's fun. And like, is that kind of like, you're just, you just sort of feeling it at the moment you're kind of getting into it and like the, yeah. the vibe and yeah, I do. And I know like a lot of our elect fans listeners when they, who haven't heard of you before, when they check out, you know, lottery, they're going to be like, wow, this is some cool, stuff you know it's really good singer and uh with the you know the edm high you know velocity pumped up vibe yeah yes yes no people I really, like yeah. it yeah because yeah, like i'm all about like the feeling you get when you listen to a song and like totally, for me it's like yeah. all feel like it's like pure to me like my songs yeah. are just like i mean there's definitely there's like a balance between, i really like having like witty lyrics as well um, so that's something that I think I work hard on more on like the brain side, but then everything else is just like a feeling and, um, yeah, it's kind of like some songs are like very deep and some are just like, I want to be like really playful and, and cheeky and stuff. So, um, I think my next step in evolution is like, I really want to like, just go harder with like the songs and the moods and cause like. I think this first one was just kind of like, it was very, my wander is extremely like, you know, it's like, ooh, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the sounds were, um, uh, yeah, like it, 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 there wasn't anything on the album that I would say that was like, um, how do I describe it? Like it didn't hit you in the face necessarily, if that makes sense. Like yeah. if it did, it wasn't like, yeah. So I almost am like, I kind of just want with my next 
and with each of these moods to like it's still going to sound very much there's some songs on on wanderer that i think are very similar in like style and aesthetic like there's a song called cafe society that i think has mm -hmm. got more of that like cheeky playfulness um with like some lyrics that are pretty clever and that's more like pop like traditionally kind of like pop that you would hear um but and actually yeah. fast life that we just played a little bit yeah. earlier ago that that's actually that's uh, on the wanderer album i think too right yeah it is it yeah is, yeah. yeah it yeah. seemed to me like the wanderer album from what i've heard of it is a lot is a lot is pretty heavy on like the folk um sort of like singer songwriter like aspect more yeah. than like the heavy in, like you say in your face yeah um so even that style of uh the that track that we just played is a little bit more like uh fast life is a bit more like edgy and it's interesting yeah. the juxtaposition i'm thinking between folksy stuff and the um you know pumping velocity edm stuff it's it's cool Definitely. that you can kind of ride both those kind of waves with your music yeah 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 and i i think even in each of these eps that i'm looking to do it's like there's some songs that are pretty stripped back and i just want it to be you know um and i actually think artists like billy eilish do a good job of this where they've got their slow just like you just hear the vocals you just hear the emotion and then there's like the very produced you know like bad guy type things that are more edgy and playful and i think that's that's something that I, I think I've always in every song, you know, before any of, um, I guess before it became like a thing, <laughs> cause I do think like music has evolved as well. Like I'm even just like, so encouraged by the fact that people like artists, I think are broadening their scope. Even if you hear a specific sound with like, for example, a Billie Eilish, you know, if you actually listen to her album, there's a range even there. So that I think back in the day, it was like an album was just a bunch of songs that kind of sounded like each other. Um, yeah. But you really loved that, that sound. So you just like, you know, kept listening to stuff. And so now I think there is a little bit broad, more like it's, you know, yeah, broader, but yeah, I feel like a lot of producers and musicians, like they kind of do kind of most of the time tend to stay in one kind of similar bag. But yeah, I, I totally feel like just it's funny you say that because I feel like for the last couple of years that with an electronic space that, yeah, it's getting a lot more prevalent for people to branch out. And, you know, it used to be like, oh, it's pure trance and like progressive, whatever. And now I think you're really seeing, again, for me, I think it's been worked out for Electrofans because that was always my intention before. Yeah, and, you know, to, to you cover all there, genres. Right? And now I'm like, boom it's big and being vogue the last couple of years i feel like okay exactly. maybe that's part of why electrofans has been getting hotter and hotter so. no yeah i mean that's that's huge like i i i really think the moment for the melding of the yeah, yeah. I, I already think we're beyond genre and i think like yeah, any okay. any artist that you ask is actually i think yeah. that's something that a lot of a lot of artists agree with which is that there's no such thing as genre anymore and yeah i feel like maybe tiesto dead mouse i mean a lot of the top yeah. dj guys and sounds like even billy Eilish, major pop people are hip to that groove of like you know whatever it's about quality and necessarily like tags and genre yeah totally. exactly. so what was it like on this uh, so you worked on uh, a track called lottery uh with yep. the producer origin story which as i say is kind of how I came to know your music and um, your association with us and Electrofans. Again, that was featured um, to Elsie's track with uh, Producer Origin Story. It was featured as the leadoff track on uh, Soundscape 6, which was the Electrofans podcast a couple months ago. Um, I'll play a clip of that in a second. Um, so, yeah, actually, let's see. Let's roll that. 
clip time. So this is Lottery from uh, LC with Origin Story. Just love the vibe and energy on this track, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very like, <laughs> Yeah. That part too, yeah, it must have been really interesting working on this in the studio. Yeah, we'll let play for a few seconds first. Yeah, actually, we the the secret is we didn't work on it in the studio. <laughs> it was oh, really? bedrooms and like, oh yeah. Oh, is that I, how you did it, really? That's yeah, honestly, I'm like thinking there's, Shadow was done in a studio. And I think that was like the only song that was done in a studio that I've put out. Um, really? Because to me, this really sounds like, and let's listen for a few seconds again, it really yeah, sounds I mean, like you guys were really physically together in the studio here. Let's check it out. Yeah, I mean, it's the magic of technology, I guess. But I recorded yeah. it in a bedroom in New York. Um, and then he, yeah, Origin, yeah, so Origin Story, wow. he is, he's the singer, like the male singer on the, on the track. Yeah. Um, wrote those, he wrote those parts, so he's the artist on it, and then, okay. and then we actually had someone else produce it, and then he also, of course, like, helped produce as well. Um, yeah, the production yeah. is, is really, is, is yeah. kick-ass, I feel like, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Whether you, well, got, you guys did. The production may yeah. have been done in a studio, but. Okay. But the recordings were all like, yeah, in bedrooms and like, yeah, we, cause we're, we're on the move at the time, at least we were on the move all the time. And it's actually pretty funny. Like we were in New York at the time. Um, and I think I wrote the chorus in like 20 minutes or something. We were like, in, really? we were wow. like on our way to an event. And then he was like, okay, oh, we gotta like, and then I was like, okay. And then I recorded it later. Like I wrote it and then I, I probably wrote it and then like tweaked it a bit later and then um and then i ended up recording it in a bathroom and then those, those are the vocals that we used and that song also sat for maybe a year before it got finished well i know like um, I've, I've i kind of learned this before like for the last few years even before this stupid pandemic situation like a lot of i i totally got to see that it was commonplace for a lot of whether you know like a trance vocalist or whatever style like you you kind of did this your work uh, collab stuff was done virtually like a singer would get the parts and you know with like the space open they would sing in it and sometimes when it's done so well it's like you really like the, like in your case here i really feel like with lottery you kind of feel like you almost can't tell the difference like it was done live together in the, in the studio that's really the test when it sounds like it's just a natural nice smooth fit yeah yeah and that's that's like a surprising fact that i you know i i've gotten and i think that's something that 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 time taught me as well is that yeah exactly that you really can do yeah you really i mean i again going back to i think we were talking about like the perfectionism and like how yeah you know i i would have again back then it was like you had to be in a studio you had to be in a vo vocal booth like i've been in vocal booths i love it like but i none of my stuff really like I, again there were i would say like fast life wasn't in a vocal booth but we had more of a proper i had a friend um who actually produced uh on the road with me which is like one of my more folky tracks she ended up um she was going to school for uh for like production and sound engineering and so oh, we went nice. to her school and recorded this in sweden okay. and, and recorded the vocals but it still wasn't in a studio it was like in a classroom and it's kind of it, studio there, right? yeah, yeah yeah like there was you know there was like a little bit of a but like you know and then i had a friend who uh uh, I recorded the vocals for Shadow in a in a booth that someone built in their apartment. I was like, this wow. is amazing. Like people are just cool. doing, so, yeah. you know, like yeah. you don't need a studio mm -hmm. per se anymore. Um, 
mm-hmm. to make really quality music. And that was something that I think was super freeing. Too. And of course, nowadays during the pandemic, I feel like a lot of people have really nailed that whole thing, right? Because out of necessity, everyone's had to you know work in their home studio, living room yeah. studio, yeah. and people are really taking rising to the occasion and you know and raising it, right? So. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think too, for me, it was like, I always had these blockers in my head where it was like, I need to be in a, like, and mm-hmm. studios are expensive, like very, very expensive. Um, oh, I and, can imagine, yeah. I've not oh, yeah. been yeah. myself, but yeah. I yeah. was just thinking too, this could be entire whole pro talk, you know, a couple <laughs> okay. things in of itself. Like, like that's the thing, theme. me personally, I'm, I am kind of a musician. I used to play keyboard and guitar years ago, but I'm not like, I'm actually like a web developer and you know, I'm the founder and CEO for those. A lot of people know, but who don't know of Electrify. And so I'm sort of a different capacity. But um, a lot of people, key people in our network, like yourself and Future Phil, Phil Barker, JP Lancieri are full-on, you know, Daniela um, Zari are full-on producers and DJs as well as, you know, with label stuff. So, um, but yeah, we actually have a series on Electrify's blog totally where uh, a lot of the folks who are real more producers, electronic music producers than myself, again, like JP Lancieri and uh, Phil Barker, future Phil for uh, production techniques. And I was just thinking that could be a whole, I may have yeah. to get like some other, maybe like Phil or JP <laughs> to maybe sit on me for that one, doing like a pro talk focused on production stuff. Yeah. Totally. And like homes do, I mean, everything, I feel like so many people are bedroom producers and artists and whatnot now and like you have um you know i've got like my whole setup here and yeah i mean there's still i think that i like speaking of evolution of artists like i'm still trying to figure out how to best record my voice so that it sounds because i i think that i'm again very proud of all the stuff that's out but there's just like to me i don't think i've found that pocket yet like there's certain artists like dua lipa or like they've got their sound you know what i mean and it's like your, their voice is going to sound like this in all their tracks because it's like the best way that they're, you know, they've determined that this is how my voice sounds. Well, and, I, like, I could say this. Well, yeah, I think with, with, sorry, yeah, I think with lottery, when you know that point where you really go high, you know, on the pitch, mm-hmm. I think you covered that well. I think the recording was done really well. We really go up high with it. So I think, I think you're totally on the right track. And I think overall wise, production wise for the track lottery, you're there. I mean, I can't help but think that some of that, as we talked before, we started doing this interview too, is again, you know, that nasty thing of perfectionism is kind of oh, like, yeah, yeah. it's never oh, good enough. There's not, totally. you know, this isn't and like high enough. And when you hear res. your own voice, oh, it's I, always like I know. cringe I know. a little like, bit. And <laughs> a lot of people are in this boat, I think too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you get better by doing, I know, like it's the first one, but you know, for me doing this pro talk, but like everything, you just, the more you learn by doing for sure. Yeah. Evolution is a teacher. Uh, so back on the EDM front, again, I, we kind of covered some of this, like as to who some of your favorite, you know, uh, musical influences producers are you've been listening to, but as far as like EDM and DJ specifically, are there a couple names in that field that, Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Before we go, that I was wondering his origin story. Where is he actually from? Is he from New York? Is he from LA or? Europe. Yeah, so he is originally from Texas. Oh, Texas. Okay. Yeah, but spent a lot of time ah. in New York. I would call him probably more of a New Yorker. Okay. Um, is and, that where you met him in New York? Was it? Or? No, again, we met in uh, Barcelona. Very random, oh, okay. But- <laughs> wow, that was the the yeah. pivotal meetup Barcelona yep. and Europe. And then he is. <laughs> yeah, he's currently in New York, but he um, also is based in Berlin. So he's like trying to get um, okay. residency there. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And so- Berlin again. Yeah. JP. And then uh, 
Gillespie, who's going to be part. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Especially for dance music and like Mm -hmm. they have just better, I think like artist visa. um, Okay. There's so many clubs. They got to like hundreds. That's going to be, so one of our next guests, everybody I'm hoping is going to be Gillespie and he's, also originally from LA kind of based in yeah, that's Berlin. Right, say. and I'm going to talk that's one of the questions I want to ask him is like the Berlin versus because the LA scene because yeah I'm here I'm based in San Francisco but I really feel like LA entertainment wise which obviously includes the music industry is one of you know and of course Hollywood the thing but as far as electronica and I feel like dance dancier stuff was maybe based the base would be maybe out of Amsterdam maybe London but yeah Berlin what they say overall electronic music is kind of the capital of the electronic music world i feel like yeah were you yeah. in berlin when you when you were over there when, when you're in europe yeah i did i went to berlin I, I went to berlin um definitely went to amsterdam as well mm-hmm. um i'm trying to yeah what i spent i would say most of my time in sweden um spain i was there as well um yeah ibiza and, yeah all those yeah all yeah. of europe yeah is very huge i know sweden and huge, the- yeah exactly i mean obviously london and amsterdam and berlin um went to paris also but not necessarily mm-hmm. too much for music um i and i said we we went to ireland that was just like super fun um to play there and uh i think that pretty much yeah those were like yeah. the spots that we hit Sorry, I guess I digressed there again. But as far as like, yeah, ED- <laughs> always do that. Like EDM producers, DJs, were there some that kind of stick in your mind? I mean, Origin Story, I guess, obviously is one, but maybe like bigger names or medium, I don't know, some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mentioned Elderbrook. So okay. yeah, I love Elderbrook. Um, there's a guy named Sohn who uh, it's like S-O-H-N. Um he he's like a producer for the artist I mentioned before banks like he's done stuff with her and so that's like where I found he's also like London I think a lot of okay. a lot of producers um in that they have like a specific sound especially with like the synths that they use um and so yeah I love he in particular with his live performances is just like incredible so, so um, yeah I tend to like I guess I tend to like people who are artists and also producers and like in the space. Cause I just think it's like, I don't know, they, they, it's a different level of creativity. Um, but I do also love, um, you know, the kind of like your, I mean, I, I, who, who didn't love Avicii when levels came out, like just from a, you know, yeah. so those, you know, definitely like there's some influence there. Um, okay. uh, Ooh, who else there's, um, uh they have a song called run galantis galantis thank you i was gonna hmm. i was like there's there's a lot of g related um people i didn't want to get it wrong so galantis is another one okay. um yeah there's definitely a ton there's like a ton too of just individual tracks um that i've heard like i'm i'm always a fan too of like the you know zed martin garrix like kind of like mm-hmm. your tradition but like the vocals that they use or like hmm. Kai Kigo, I think it's actually Kigo, not Kaigo, but like yeah, yeah, like with okay. the vocals, like that whole, um, yeah. that whole ambiance. Like I still, I do, I do really love that as well. But um, I would say like the artists that I really listen to and like would listen to on repeat, it's more along the lines of um, kind of like the fringe of that. There's also this this group called. I don't even know how you pronounce it. They're based in Australia. There's some Australian artists, by the way, who are like incredible. And I love music. Wow. You're well. all over yeah. the place. Yeah. <laughs> really wow. Wait, yeah. There's this band called um, 
Klo, I want to say. It's like K-L-O-L-L-O. I haven't heard a lot of these names, so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I have to send some stuff, but like they um, love their vibe. It's, it's, Hmm. you know, I'm like really bad with vocabulary and how to like describe sounds, but it's just, again, I'm like very much based on the feeling and it's, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I've been a big fan of theirs for a while as well. Um, So yeah, those are, those are probably some names, but there's, there's definitely more that I haven't. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. I, I hear you on the feeling. Yeah. The, like I was mentioned before we started the interview too. Yeah. The preview, uh, the YouTube mix from uh, DJ Igor D who did in Thursday. That was really, yeah. I mean, I was commenting things as Electrofans, um, you know, user, like how it, some of the reactions. Yeah. It was just as the mix progressed. Yeah. It was the vibe and the feel. Like we mentioned some of the Guy J tracks and other stuff and, totally the feel and the vibe you get from something is um the the you know where it's at yeah it makes you kind of really dig the music yeah um yeah so turning gears again a little bit here next question so who would be some of your dream collabs i think i may have seen one interviews you did in scram where maybe the interviewer asked you this question but uh yeah who would be some of your dream collabs That's like you can take a second to think so, too. There's so many. It's, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I honestly, I like. I thought, you know, I've thought about this before. There's certainly people. Okay, let me think. Like, I would love some of the names I mentioned before, like Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, would love to. I'm trying to think. There's like, there's some producers too. Like, um, there. I, I'm sure you know too. There's the artist uh, called. Her name is Lauren. She was like huge um, a while back. Um, but her, there's a producer she worked with called Joel Little. Love him. Okay. Like pretty much like, yeah, big. Yeah, there's 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 definitely a ton of like big producers in pop that I would love to work with um, and okay. also dance. So um, so yeah, and I, I actually had, this is like a fun fact type of thing. I had sent a track to Kygo or Kigo. It's really oh, really? Nice um okay yeah for a course that he's doing because i i took a course to learn production um on monthly which is uh like a coursera type of platform i may have seen um, an ad for that on so, facebook for that yeah yeah they've been they've definitely been hitting that and um that hard and so i had sent in a track and they and it, it's like in the course like you can hear it but he didn't end up picking it to produce but like oh, anything really? like wow. that like i would i would be definitely stoked for but like, i i think that like honestly be like those big names if that ever happens of course like amazing and i i would be extremely grateful to have that i can see it lily really. get ready i think you yeah. can, you're gonna be doing that i can see yeah. it yeah. And but, it'd be awesome but too. what i yeah. yeah what i was gonna say is like i i i like honestly would love to just work with like up and coming and that's kind of what uh-huh. i've been doing now like okay. you know and of course there's so many people who are so talented now and it's tough because it's like there's only so much yeah. time today. I know, um, I know. So, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun too, like working with the people I am. Um, and it's gotten again, a lot easier based on the technology. Like you can work with a lot more people, but it's also just like, um, you have yeah, to pick and choose. Yeah. You, you not... do kind of have to at a certain point be like, yeah. okay, what direction am I going in and, and whatnot? But I would mm-hmm. love to like, you know, yeah, I, I tend to think that my next really exciting collab is like someone who I am not aware of, but, um, is, I guess whoever is the next, what you know, the future, and I think that the future is evolving. So mm-hmm. um, people always say that it's like this is the next fill in the blank, and it's like you know, insert name of person who's famous right now. But at the same time, I think every person 
who comes up with something like definitely adds something completely different. Um, so I'm excited to to see kind of where that goes, and I would love to work with people yeah, there. Right. Which I, yeah, which I've heard producers say too. They're always like, "I want to work with like the next, you know, not next, but like like you know, who's going to be the next people. one, like in like yeah. next year kind of thing." Yeah, yeah I was gonna yeah. say, I I really I I know uh, some of the biggest names. They they have an eye out for, and who knows, but maybe even knock on wood literally hear that guys maybe from checking out <laughs> electrofence network channels because hey. that's what we do we really uh cover some really up-and-coming stars like yourself but yeah like, like for example like um you know on origin story on lottery he's not like some kaigo or like um you know yeah. insert djx but it's totally at that level and i i can totally see i can't think of you know which i don't know tiesto but you know there are certain things though. I think Armin Van Buren, I think is more it's dance. And I've totally been noticing more recently, like a trance dance amalgam kind of thing. So people that they, they kind of do have, you know, if you're a particular label or a DJ, they do kind of have a certain kind of general style they go for, but they're all, I know that guy though, uh, Van Buren and these Tiesto guys, they're, they're always looking for the latest up and coming, you know, uh, hot producer and collab thing. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be whatever, but I can see you there, Lily. I can see you that you'll be there. I think you totally could, you know, the next, well, near future on some of these top climb. Like, like I say, the the track lottery with Origin Story is really is a hot, hot track, and it's like I wouldn't, it's whatever, but I wouldn't put it as a leadoff track for Electric fans if I didn't think that. So it's totally, <laughs> you know, it's on, it's on the way, or if not already at that level. You know, yeah. yeah thanks thanks um, so much. I really appreciate that. And I know, I know origin story does too. Yeah. Cause he actually launched that project like separately too. So, cause he had a whole uh, other like artist project and this is like a new, new dance project. So. Oh yeah. Um, I have to check out some of his other work too. Yeah. 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 This is definitely like a new, yeah. So, so getting that off the ground, right. Um, so yeah, we're just, I think again, yeah. Just making sure the quality is there and just, continuing to deliver and like just yeah. like have fun with it i think that's another thing you know i yeah i definitely have gone through like the the peaks and valleys of doing this and at the end of the day you're it's like we don't have to do anything in this life really honestly we really don't we don't have to do anything but like like isn't it more fun to do something you know and, I and it feels good after you know yeah. I, I totally hear you. i think of those of us in the music space i don't think it's just me i think on a daily basis i'm sure elaine you know wang from neon Owl are always like what the hell am i doing why it's just it, it gets draining because you put so yeah, much of the yeah. end of this you're all and it's like you know and as we know in the music thing most people unless you're one of these top dog names you're not making much bread much money but it's it really it, it it's true it is for love and the passion and is, yeah. and you, there's burnout but it's like the feeling you get after you have it in the can you know production like this first electrofence pro talk you know one of these series and uh, you know you, it feels great to to have done it you know i hear yes. you you know and, totally. and people totally. and people when people really listen to it and dig it and like what you're doing that, that really like we're seeing the reaction um the vibe like dj igor d and i were saying people he was saying the the response from our last um the premiere we did with him on thursday was one of the biggest ones he'd ever gotten and this is the first really awesome. in effect live dj mix we did from electric fans on youtube i'm like 
that's what I'm freaking talking about. Yeah. It's the yeah. feeling and the excitement. Yeah. That's the drive that, you know, why you do that. Yeah. Um, any advice you can give to aspiring singer songwriters? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, e easy little small scale question again. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, I, 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 there's definitely, I would say like, I think that there, for me as in, in sort of this journey I've taken, I've learned to just be patient and, um, and again, just focus on the, the, the like feeling that you get when you're doing it. And I think this is like a, a huge lesson just for life that I have like through reading, like the last few years too, I've just been like reading a ton and, 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 a, and a lot of, you know, one theme emerges, which is just that, um, it's about the journey, not the end result. Right. And I think people kind of know it and I have to constantly remind myself of that too, because, um, mm -hmm. you know, I would be, I would be making music if I shared it or I didn't, no matter what, I've always mm. been doing it. And I got to a certain point where I was just like, I felt kind of guilty for not sharing it, if that makes sense. It kind of feels like, it feels like you're holding mm. back on, you know, cause yeah. I think mm -hmm. as humans, we get a lot of joy when we're sharing, right? And that's why like social media, as horrible as it is, and we talked about this too, it really it's at a its mixed true bag, core, yeah. exactly at its true core, it's just about the joy of sharing and people getting value yeah. out of what you're sharing. And so, like, it becomes there's a switch, though, right? Like, it, it gets into territory that's like not good for you when you do it for the wrong reason. Uh, and I'm not yeah. gonna say wrong. Nothing's like right or wrong, black and white. But it's like when you Maybe when you you're not, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And and like if you're if it's not coming from an authentic place, so. Mm -hmm. um and i think like i also was just really uh especially when i was starting out i was just like <laughs> like deer in headlights i don't know who to work with i don't yeah. but like again that's all of us yeah when you start yeah off, exactly but it's just about again kind of like patience and like just whoever you vibe with, like you're you're gonna know when you vibe with someone and also like don't be afraid to like try and fail i think that's like yeah. for me i'm still learning that all the time like yeah again that perfection thing with group i, I swear we really might have to maybe we can have you in on this too maybe this would be like a broader <laughs> about Zoom, perfectionism yeah uh, i feel like that's like the, the constant yeah. creatives because i think like, there's a lot problem. of us that are like that and that shit can really hold us back you know yeah. oh the lighting yeah. is not right for the for the the video thing or the uh, HQ is I mean the audio is, the music isn't HQ it's choppy yeah. it's like yeah. fuck it man get it out the door yeah, just do it totally just, yeah. done is better than but, perfect yeah just it is it. it's so true and that's you know I think that there's I I think that in in advice that's been given like I because I you know I sit on a lot of these things too and people give you advice and like I think also one piece of advice I will say is every piece of advice has to be taken with a grain of salt because nothing is absolute. Like nothing I'm saying is like, Ooh, therefore you must be patient. So you should say no mm -hmm. to these opportunities. No, that's like not what I'm saying at all. But it it's still is like, really great. You totally want yeah, to get all like, the, a lot of advice totally. there too, though. Yeah. yeah but then like, you exactly yeah. filter it out. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like whatever, honestly, it's like whatever feels right or good to you in the moment like don't over because i do this a lot i like overthink things a lot yeah, and i'm like and you just have That's to ask it. yourself like how do you feel about it because sometimes you're right sometimes mm -hmm. like you're afraid and wary of something because it's like something just isn't sitting right with you and so you know and you have to be like 
I, I think like taking care of yourself is also just like number yeah one. i know right. there didn't elaine have her thing for neon owl the whole topic was mental oh, health yeah, mental health huge yeah huge. it's true that's everyone can say oh it's whatever but the music industry as we know this is going to be something that i think we're, we can totally i have to focus on what it would be but yeah because i do feel like i've always you know that we as artists too and creatives i do feel like we're a different kind of breed you know that we we in the space as music and creators i'm sure people from outside of that like my one of my best friends is a scientist and go okay i'm you know sure you're special you're unique but you know what i mean i mean i do feel like it's a different thing that if you're not in that space you don't really know it's like and what it's like and you hear other events and all of us because we all have to push so freaking hard but yeah like the vibe i got from doing that dj mix last week and um from all the stuff we talked about today yeah be staying authentic and doing something that's really fun something that grabs you for example i'm thinking i'm going to do a new column for electric fans coming up it's going to be called in the house mm-hmm. and like one of the things i want to do is just whatever just for fun because house music is supposed to be fun and poppy and dancey and it, the thing is you kind of we kind of have to do the machinations all the stuff but you know it's the best thing is to just do that and get in the flow with it but yeah it's good to change it up and do something for fun i know a lot of musicians have projects where Maybe it's just more production or, you know, other things where it's just the vibe and the fun. Actually, lottery yeah. sounds like you guys actually had fun doing that. And it kind of oh, yeah. comes across as a great, cool, pumped up energy track, too. Definitely. Yeah. I think the energy that you have when you're making it definitely yeah. comes across, like, yeah. you know, the track itself. And, like, not everything is, you know, it's funny. Like, there's certain tracks that I spent so much time on. Yeah. <laughs> And there's some that it's like, again, I wrote the, the course in like 20 minutes. Um, and even in some of the like, like collabs, and I think you hmm. just start to learn as I think both are equally valuable, by the way, I'm not saying like, oh, don't spend too much time on tracks. Like, cause I think that even if, even if you like the track that you did in 20 minutes better than the one that you spent like three days on, like for years, it, right? <laughs> years. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's all part of like, everything is just data. And I think that's something too, that I have to like remind myself of. it's like, there's no such thing as failure. It's just, yeah, that really is true. You know, you learn by doing, like I was saying, we had a glitchy start to the the YouTube premiere. It was chopped. I'm like, Oh God. But then we picked it up and not only did we pick it up, but we nailed the hell out of it, hit it out of the park. And it was like the best, you know, it was great. It was a smashing success because you just, you go with it you know it's like you press play you freaking press play you know and you keep i think that's how you learn you know right that is, it's like and just like get throwing yourself in the fire so yeah, yeah so my advice is throw yourself in the fire and be patient <laughs> at the same time <laughs> exactly which is, which and is what everything is yeah you're totally right about the whole like forest and trees thing and about the journey and i know that could sound cheesy but I've totally been realizing that even recently, and I know for the last few years, but even recently, like, you know, sweating, like the likes and you, know, you have so many followers, whatever it's going to ebb and flow, but it's like, it is a thing over time. And it's like all of us, your own brand, you know, the LC brand electrofans where people are, you know, thinking this is some cool stuff here. And it, it takes time. I know, you know, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, so next thing, any upcoming plans that you like to share with us? And I know you have some stuff, pots, musical pots, you've got some stuff cooking in. So let's hear yes, a little about that. There's always something cooking. Um, I'll see yeah, upcoming so, works. Yes. So 
Uh, let's see. I am working on a remix uh, EP for the album, which is really exciting. So, oh, wow. Now, is this going to be the mood? So you mentioned top separate. of hour two. You have some mood EPs <laughs> coming out. It's separate yes. from that. So okay. mood EPs wow. is like my next LC, just like, yeah, the the next like, yeah, because I've, I've pretty much put like all of the stuff that I, has come out this year has been collabs. And that was like what I okay. wanted to do. So, hmm. so definitely can expect some more collabs to come out um, in in various genres, but a lot of a lot of what I've been working on is dance. So what ended up happening is I wanted to do a remix EP for the album. And okay. Uh, so I ended up like through just like, you know, communities on Instagram and whatnot, like I found um, some awesome producers and like, you know, sent them stems and like they made these awesome remixes. And wow. so I'm still honestly trying to figure out how to release it because um, I'm not, you know, as much as like I have connections in the dance space, it's like still a whole other. I think that there's like, you know, different pro I actually think there's like more options and opportunities to be honest in dance um, but I'm just trying to figure out like mm -hmm. how to like figure how to I guess um approach that and yeah let me know if um, I can help if you're looking for certain kind of type things like if I can connect you yeah. with people because as you know I've got a lot of different yeah kinds of connections to the electrons yeah network, that would be so. awesome yeah and like <laughs> yeah. And, yeah I totally appreciate that and like because distribution wise, you know, definitely some of the some of the producers are asking, like, is this going to be a label release? And I'm like, hmm, because yeah, devil in the yeah. details. Totally. I know. I hear you. Exactly. And yeah. uh, I was thinking of releasing, you know, it's definitely going to be an EP, but trying to just figure out the schedule. Like, am I going to do singles? Mm -hmm. Am I going to repackage certain things? Like you actually mentioned the Fast Life radio edit. I haven't officially put out that song. <laughs> like I only oh, wow. send that to like radio stage. Yeah, because like okay. I, I, I just didn't find like a good time. It just felt awkward to drop the radio cut like randomly. And it's already been, I think, almost two years since I put out or yeah, like a I year and a half since I put that. out the single. Mm -hmm. yeah, by the way, so, Lottery, is that actually on a, on a particular, um, on a on a label that release? Is it yeah, no, no. So yeah, and that's actually going to be a whole other remix EP that Origin Story is putting together. So just, yeah, people can expect a whole bunch of EPs. <laughs> okay. Um, so remix Actually, label-wise, yeah. really, have you worked, have you, is all your stuff as Wander, was that self-released or was that on a, yeah. a specific label? It's self-released, okay. Self-released, yeah. So that's the other okay. thing is like for my next projects, like, I mean, again, I try not to like let those things hold back my releases because I just, I sort of just mm -hmm. want to get stuff out. But um, yeah, I, you know, and when I started, I'm in, I'm independent fully, um, and cool. I sort of intended to do that. And, uh, but for sure in future, really, like I, I now really understand also the value of having a label, just doing it alone. And that's a huge thing. Are. I know I've actually covered that <laughs> posts on the Electrofans blog and the interviews yeah. with a lot of producers who are going the self-release route. But of course, if you have a known label, you can, you have, you can go behind their brand too. That that's, that's, a, that's a, potential another topic yeah. for other pro, yeah. And, pro I think, talk yeah and i think like having a specific release signed like i don't know if i would it, it'd have to be the right type of deal because i'm always open okay. like there's never anything i'm like absolutely not but i'm not really seeking to because i think that's also a huge thing of like the old music model it was like you have to yeah. get signed and so yeah that's now true yeah. yeah now it's not so much like that and so like the internet you know, the internet I, is really i think the 
demarcating the delineating thing i mean bank camp yeah. you can throw it up on bank camp oh, totally, you yeah. can just post your own, you have your own Mr. website she is lc.com yeah and just totally. post on and again build your tribe on instagram twitter facebook tiktok okay. nowadays so yeah you know, yeah and yeah. i think that that's like the thing i i really want to like get find out find a better way to really get connected to people who because i still don't really know who yeah saying and you know and and so mm -hmm. Just like outreach and i think you know any it doesn't have to be a label there's so many like there's so many like uh artist services type companies that are that are popping up and so yeah just again continuing to explore but um yeah for sure i think with the remixes with dance music in particular i think getting a label behind it just makes a lot of sense um and so yeah so there's those kind of you know things coming up and then the moods eps um that's something that i'm just sort of like Work, that probably won't come out for like i don't know another year at least okay um, i'm curious we'll to hear that how that we'll one's yeah yeah, that be yeah yeah but i i'm trying to get you know i'm trying to assemble some people to like work on that project with so i am trying okay. to get demos that i like the really rough demos done and mm. then trying to like figure out how to how to like then it becomes like a project right like the project management aspect of it so so those those are i would say like the big the big sort of upcoming things and then yeah there's probably gonna be a couple other singles as well that come I'm out sure. like collaborative um things that i've been working on but um yeah so still busy like it's strange i uh i i still feel like there's so much going on even though <laughs> <I> yeah <know. laughs> yeah but constantly yeah. you have to pick and choose sometimes yeah i know so yeah speaking of clubs i was going to play quick snippet here uh of this is lottery um with elsie in the q naranwate i think is mm -hmm. remix he's a tie i've heard of him before yes. uh yeah. singer meanwhile brave bird has been kind of an important part of electrofans network she's from japan some time ago and she's done some uh pretty big collabs with uh q naranwate oh, that's awesome yeah, okay yeah. amazing let's, let's spin this for a second here and see you guys think of i think this is a really cool uh so this is like a deep house uh, okay, rework of the track lottery from Elsie. Yes. Q Narwate, uh DJ, a Thai DJ. Yeah, the transformation on this, I was like, whoa, you really took this and sunk it way like deep, 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 sub deep for this remix. I love it, yeah. Sounds like we're descending in a sub too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> And this was just out like a couple months ago. Was this on a label? This is independently released too. Yeah, this is also actually. I don't. It may have there. There was a bit more support, I think, potentially with this one um, behind the scenes. But I still think it was like pretty independent, like distribution wise. I think we had some help, but um, yeah, it really. Okay, yeah, again, I mm -hmm. I'm not handling that thankfully for this. Okay. <laughs> for for this, yeah, that's all origin story. But um, okay. Yeah, but with this one we had we had a little bit more, and then because uh, I, I was going to say I can really see this as um, you know I know at the moment literally clubs are starting where areas where yes. it's safe you know this I is know. very like a club ready mix I mean the original of lottery I think is really hot track clubby friendly but this is really like maybe more like you're into the zone you know into the mix like later in the evening show after yes. hours like kind of yes after hours. mix you know. 
like the side, the breakout room in the club sort of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. That's definitely the vision for, for that one. And then there's, there's this remix um, yesterday, actually, um, we released another remix. Um, really? Italian, yes, Italian producer DJ. Um, and his name is David Gum. Like I got to I got to hear that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely that check that one out. That one dropped yesterday and it's like a um oh. gosh, how do I describe? It's like really yeah, he did a lot with the vo- it's actually a lot of the chorus kind of like um I'm obsessed with the intro cuz he did a lot of uh gosh, what's the term for this? Like he did a lot of like pitch bend type uh-huh. of um vocal chop effects. So this is another uh, rework of Lottery by this Italian DJ then, huh? Yes, yes. Wow. I wonder if it's on SoundCloud. Yeah. I feel like we need to make sure it's on SoundCloud if it's not. And by the way, wait too, I'm gonna put up um I'm gonna put up a write-up and we're gonna put this on the Electrofans YouTube and um I'm gonna put up a write-up with a lot of links too in addition to this interview. We'll uh, finalize the URL but on electrofans.com website too. Yeah, so awesome. you can check out some of these links too. And Lily, you can send me some of these. I can kind of call the rest of these together. I have some, but I can put you know, assemble all the links together and you know put this in a feature LC write up to you along with this interview. <laughs> this is going to be neat stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've got some collabs, um, yes. the moods EP and another second album coming up. So it's yeah, yeah a lot of stuff to look forward to. Yeah. Lots. Yeah. Lots of stuff. And then, yeah, I think just like really the main thing too, is for me trying to figure out the visual side of it because okay up until now i haven't really done you know music videos my photos are Mm -hmm. actually yeah that definitely like use use the the headshot you've got of me but like at some point down the road now that things are open back up i'm like new photo like those photos are honestly they're like i hear you there again again isn't it the perfection because last night I, i was like i was saying i was zooming with my friend to do some testing for this and she suggested oh not this photo try a different photo yeah the whole thing about I, I totally hear you the perfectionism thing i know yeah like, well this is like beyond <laughs> that because this those that was like oh yeah that was like yeah again like over five years ago i think mm-hmm. that we took those so it's like it's almost mm-hmm. just like a misrepresentation <laughs> yeah you kind of do want like to keep up, update stuff yeah. every once every yeah, so exactly. often yeah exactly yeah but i know i know that people have certainly um kept things up for quite a long time too in the past but yeah that that's like you know i would say that that sort of stuff takes a long time um and a lot of effort so yeah yeah i know it's like everything yeah okay so yeah so for the interview part of the lc uh interview again thanks i think we'll wrap it up so yeah again thank you so much lily for uh becoming uh joining us today be our, being our very first guest number one on this new electrofans pro talk series and once again this is going to be um an ongoing series of uh combination of interviews and think tank discussions with uh, movers and shakers from around the electronic music world promoters djs producers uh singer songwriters events uh promoters so organizers so yeah um really appreciate it. thanks a million uh, lc for checking out and check out uh more of lc music at um she is lc.com that's e-l-s-y and like i say also we're going to be putting a write-up of this um url uh page uh address forthcoming on electrofans.com domain blog so look forward to that soon as well so yeah awesome thank you again lc uh, and look forward to checking out your next uh upcoming works yeah thank you yeah thanks so much kevin thanks to electrofans all right see you soon
Bye-bye.